afternoon everyone or wherever you're listening from um, welcome back to the state of innovation podcast powered by the illinois science and technology coalition uh, i'm your host toby oladejo joined by my co-host austin green and we're excited to be here with you all today uh, we're talking to three special guests who are working collaboratively to advance youth stem education uh, which is a very important uh, principle in in peace to ISTC's work. Um, but on the other side, they're working collaboratively to advance workforce development, specifically within the hydrogen sector. Um, and they're doing this in a really fun and unique way. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to uh, Becky Goldberg, who is the Director of Education here at ISTC. We're going to be talking to Ben Giordano, uh, the PR and Communications Manager at Horizon Educational, who is actually based in Prague in the Czech Republic. Uh, and then we're going to be talking to Colleen Wright, who is the Vice President of Corporate Strategy at Constellation Energy and a valued member of ISTC's board. Uh, they are currently the leads at their respective organizations working on the Horizon Educational Hydrogen Grand Prix, uh, which is an amazing uh, race that's been done in the past, but that has been brought uh, to Illinois to help young students just learn amazing things about hydrogen uh, while having fun at the same time. So we're really excited to have them on the podcast today to talk through the sights and sounds and the goals of the, the program series. But welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Of course, of course, Ben, I'm I'm going to kick it off with you. It might be a bit of a surprise here, but I wanted to kind of dive into some of these past Horizon Hydrogen Grand Prix. How many has there been? Where have they been? And kind of talk to us about yeah. what an important milestone this is for Horizon Educational to be able to get this into Illinois. Yeah. No, no. Thank you for having us. We're, we're really happy to bring... Um, the Horizon Grand Prix to Illinois. We're currently doing it in over uh, 20 countries. We've been doing it for six years. And in every every country, we have kind of a, a usually we have a qualifying race. You know, kids kind of learn how to drive their, their, their hydrogen-fueled cars. Um, then, then we have a final in every country. And this is kind of like a four-hour uh, endurance race where um, the kids get to get to drive their cars and see, you know, who can complete complete the most laps uh, uh, overall with the car they've built over like the previous six months. Um, and now we're really excited. What happens is the winners in each country, there's about 20 so far, it's growing. Um, they're going to uh, uh, compete in a world final. And so these kids fly from all over the world. A lot of the time, it's their first time uh, leaving their country. You know, they were about 14, 15 years old. Um, and they all meet um, um, in, in a city, uh, usually in America or Europe. And, uh, and yeah, they get to kind of put their hydrogen and renewable energy skills uh, to the test. So yeah, Horizon Educational, we, we've been running this program for about six years now. Uh, yeah, and we're really excited to work with ISTC in Constellation to, to uh, bring it to kids all over the Midwest. Yep, we're excited too. And I, I know ISTC has had these conversations about 
clean energy in the past. Renewables are an important endeavor and we see the you know push for net zero as an important and, and very valuable um, approach that uh, I think a number of our different stakeholders across Illinois are interested in. Becky, I, wanted, I know we've had this conversation before, but can you talk to us about some of that past clean energy programming that ISTC's education team has been involved with and just how we got engaged with uh, this potential collaboration between Horizon Educational and Constellation? Yeah, absolutely. So backing up kind of even further, I think um, one of the big missions that drove the three of us on this call today together too was really getting um, opportunities in the hands of students to get hands-on experiences to better introduce them and expose them to not only STEM pathways that exist in the future, but these new and uh, kind of uprising uh uprising interest, especially when it comes to climate science and climate curriculum. Um, so we at ISTC do a lot of kind of looking at the trends of what our students are excited to pursue, both on the mentor matching engine and through the STEM challenge program. And on MME alone, we've seen student research kind of focus in on sustainability, everything from fashion and fast fashion and the impact on environment to environmental racism and looking at how it impacts communities and communities that are seeking justice in that area as well. So we know that this has been an interest. And then we've also seen a switch kind of from our STEM challenge scope is that our companies are looking at bigger goals. So the STEM challenge typically focuses on pressing industry challenges that are that are facing companies and industries now. Um, and we've seen uh, not only energy companies taking on energy challenges now, we're also seeing technology companies start to venture into how can we pose climate questions or concerns of our future with the use of technology as the end goal and finding solutions. So uh, Vistra right now is a really wonderful partner focusing on creating renewable um, buildings and, and better recycling kind of the area around East St. Louis, Louis and really finding ways to, to better make use of older buildings and creating renewable structures. Um, and then Microsoft is also venturing into this. So like I mentioned with the technology focus, um, they have their own goals at Microsoft kind of by 2030 to be carbon negative. And so they're challenging students to really dive into what that looks like. Um, so whether it is, you know, the water they're using to cool at their data centers, or it's how are they actually using technology to create commercial, residential, or kind of individual use cases of better um, environmental friendly habits. Uh, we've seen it kind of on all scales. So we're, we're excited to pursue kind of this partnership, which really came to us um, through Colleen Wright, who will talk more about that. Um, and I, I think Constellation is a great uh, I kind of model for what this looks like when the corporate sector starts to reduce the walls between the nonprofit side, the for-profit side, the education space, and really works to de-silo what's happening at the corporate level and what's happening at the classroom level and find ways to blur the lines into the real world. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of that corporate level, Colleen, I know this is going to be, a, a, this is something that's urgent. This is something that's now, something that needs action now. And I know that Constellation is aware of that. 10% of America's clean energy electricity in homes is provided by Constellation Energy. Can you talk to us about how Constellation engages with nonprofit conveners like ISTC and what some of the value add for a, a corporation like Constellation that's wanting to get into this space or Constellation itself. Um, can you talk about what the value add there is for engaging with nonprofit conveners? 
Sure, yeah. Constellation is the largest supplier of clean power in the U.S. today. And so we've been heavily engaged with our communities. Our communities are a core component of how we um, drive forward and accelerate the fight against climate change, which is really the mission of the company. Um, and ISTC is, is a great partner in that respect. So helping to support education uh, within our communities on how we can advance that fight against climate change. In my role, I lead strategy and emerging technologies. So hydrogen is a really exciting technology for the, the fight against climate change. Currently, um, it's really this just diverse energy carrier that can decarbonize heavy duty transportation industry, um, all of these processes that are currently really challenging to electrify. And so by transitioning to hydrogen, we can really make a huge impact on, on the climate crisis. But the challenge there is that our communities and uh, folks within the community, others aren't always uh, aware of how this, how hydrogen, for instance, plays a role in the climate crisis. So partnering with uh, the communities, with educational institutions, with local schools are critical, not only to educate the communities, but also to build the workforce for the future. We're looking at some significant growth in jobs and the the workforce that's going to take on those jobs and innovate around them um, and transition our our society to be cleaner are those that we're, we're partnering with ISTC to access um, and to help train and educate. So this program was a really exciting one for us to engage in. Yeah. I love when the conversations just flow into the questions that we're going to ask, um, because to your point, Colleen, about workforce development, you know, it's one thing to acknowledge the problems in, in our communities and in our worlds, which is an amazing aspect of the education, right? It's teaching our students what's what the problem is and how to you know go about combating them. Um, but at the same time, positioning them in the future, right? To be a part of that change in their careers. Um, and I think that's one of the aspects of this entire collaboration that's really cool. Um, so, you know, Ben, I, I'll start with you, right? What within the context of workforce development is Horizon Educational's goals there, right? Like how does the Horizon Grand Prix start to instill some of these principles, right? These things that can lead them to become the engineers and the yeah. the, the different, you know, career pathways that they can take. Yeah. I mean, yeah. One of the things we did when we developed the Hydrogen Grand Prix is we, we didn't kind of want to focus on one aspect of renewable energy technology. We kind of wanted this holistic um, educational experience. So we kind of believe when students, um, you know, they, they're delivered their, their hydrogen powered cars, their kits, you know, six months before the race, they're given the kind of basic tools, but they're really kind of challenged to go about the whole process independently. Um, to kind of come up with these, with these creative solutions to engineering problems. Um, to you know uh, encourage to come up with different ways to design their cars some students you know the really advanced teams some of them even kind of uh quote unquote kind of hack their fuel cells make them more efficient um and so we kind of we 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 you know when developing a kind of a future workforce um we kind of wanted to present uh, kids, the kind of problems they're gonna they're gonna get when they join the kind of future uh, 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 renewable energy economy. Um, so we believe, yeah, having this this uh, this race and 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 getting everyone, all the kids, to work together in a team 
um, can give them these kind of transferable skills like teamwork, um, um, like project management, um, like all these things that that really um, will prepare them well to kind of work for the kind of companies um, like Constellation and like these places that are going to need a lot of renewable energy workers in the future. Yep. And Illinois is one of those places, as I'm sure each person on this call is aware. And I kind of want to talk to Colleen, Ben. Uh, Colleen, I'll let you go first. I kind of run us through how this partnership emerged. Uh, we think it's so fantastic that this race is coming to Illinois. A worldwide competition is now going to be staged out of Illinois for the first time and has been staged out of Illinois for the first time. If our listeners weren't aware, our first qualifying event for the Illinois stage was last week on Thursday, and we'll get a chance to kind of dive into the context of that racing competition. But Colleen, how did this competition, uh, the Illinois stage of it, first emerge as a potential opportunity for Constellation? And uh, how did you engage with Horizon Education uh, to start? Yeah, this is really the outshoot of um, a broad and far-reaching engagement and effort that's not just national but international to transition and support the development of the hydrogen economy. And part of that is driven at the Department of Energy has put out a call for proposals to support the growth development um, of the hydrogen economy, the development of assets and um, creation of new production and new demand, but also the, the support of a new workforce to, to drive forward this new hydrogen economy. Uh, and that call for proposals, there's a, a coalition of partners called the Midwest Alliance for Clean Hydrogen that's putting in an application for the Midwest uh, focused on Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan primarily with partners that span the rest of the Midwest states. That coalition is actually over more, more than 80 to 90 partners at this point in time. And so several of the coalition partners um, have chosen uh, to kind of spur and start this pilot program with ISTC and High Horizon Educational as uh, the core partners to support this ability to um, support and drive the early education and innovation around hydrogen in the region. And so that's really where it spurred from was this drive to develop this hydrogen economy, build education and uh, workforce development resources for the communities that are going to be um, impacted and support the development of uh, and growth of this economy that's going to really transform uh, the climate economy going forward and help us get to our our goals, not only in Illinois, but across the U.S. and then the world uh, to create a cleaner future for all of our, you know, our future future children and, and whatnot. Um, but I, I do have to say, uh, just building on what Ben was talking about around helping to educate these children, it was really phenomenal to see how this program is structured to teach people how to think um, and think in a really real world way. It's not a textbook. You know, they're they're given a problem and they work together as a team to solve it with innovative solutions using new technologies. Um, and it's just really phenomenal to see it come to life in that way. This isn't a textbook, you know, solve the, do your multiple choice questions and pass the test. This is really teaching the future innovators um, and how to, how to think. And that's just really phenomenal to see in action. I'd love to add to that too, that it's not just, it's not just one time either. It's not a, a one day build and then they're done. It really is the repeated exposure to building new habits for our students to approach in a holistic problem solving manner, just like Ben was talking about. And I think that's what's so transformational about the program and the partnership is that it is ongoing and the students are really never done. At ISTC Education, design thinking is a huge part of our process 
human-centered design is also a part of the process to really help our students kind of stay in that research phase for as long as they need. And with the um, kind of Grand Prix, the students are iterating on their car even after the qualifying races. They are seeing how it competed against others, what were uh, ways that they feel like they could modify, whether it's the weight, whether it's the charge, whether it's the paint job overall, whatever that might be, that. that continued long-term opportunity to understand how to iterate, refine, and make better products so that their end product, kind of in air quotes, at the final race is really the best that they've they've worked on uh, over the course of six months. Yeah, no, no, exactly, Becky. I mean, that's one of the things, you know, when we were putting together the program, we really, really focused on this idea of iteration, of of constantly improving. Um, Even teams, you know, who, 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 design their car, build their car, and they race it in the final, they'll come back the next year or they'll come back the year after and they'll even make it even better. We, you know, we have we have uh, kids who are off in university and they come back and they kind of help the younger high school kids uh, develop awesome. their car. And I think that's like really, yeah, one of the keys, you know, to innovation is, yeah, this idea that you're never really done. You're, you're, con- you're constantly trying to improve. And that's, yeah, that's one of the things that Horizon Education will try and uh, uh, get students to, to really uh, develop in this program. Yeah. Well, I'm sure our listeners are, are like on the edge of their seats as to like, okay, the race, you know, what does that look like? What does that sound like? Um, so I'd love to dive into... The race day, um, as Austin mentioned earlier, the first race was uh, last week, Thursday, I believe, on March 30th. Uh, and I know Becky was able to be in attendance. Uh, Colleen, I believe you were there as well. Um, so, yeah, let's let's kind of jump in. I'll, I'll start with uh, Becky. You know, could you, you know, walk us through the day of the race? Uh, the students, maybe, you know, you could walk us through how many schools you're working with or students you're working with. And then some of the the things that they're seeing and, and going through on that first day. How are they feeling? What are they working on? What are they learning? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to say Colleen not only was there, she got to drive a car. So she was on the racetrack um, also driving. So when we talk about sites, that is a sight to see one of your board members on the track <laughs> driving a remote control hydrogen power vehicle. Um, but no, it was really wonderful. One of her schools uh, wanted to share kind of their, their driving experience with her. Um, so at the race last week, first off, major thank you to our hosts at Prosser High School. Um, they are a CPS school. Uh, located kind of near the Logan area. Um, So they will be not only hosting the next race as well, they will actually have kind of the race course with them for about two years. So that's a a really kind of substantial task that the school is taking on to make sure there's always a place to host both the regional and kind of local uh, race series. Um, In attendance, we had um, one of our middle schools present with three of their teams in Plum Grove. Uh, We had Morris County High School. We had Gwendolyn Brooks or sorry, Gwendolyn Brooks wasn't able to be there, but they were supposed to, uh, Von Steuben, um, and then Prosser as well. Um, And so all of them kind of representing with this first round. I do want to add that we have schools also in St. Louis and in Michigan that will be joining us hopefully for our final race coming up. Um, So it really is kind of kicking off all over the Midwest. Um, Also a huge shout out to Nicola Weiss, who kind of was the race manager for the day, setting up the track. Uh, which takes a couple hours to roll up the mats, set up the actual 
course for the students to be navigating around. Um, and then also she brought her amazing family members who are all kind of Horizon educational pros. Um, and it was great to learn alongside them. Her kids have also gone through the program. So she started as a parent before joining the team, which is another great lens to have in perspective. Um, but the students all came, they kind of had a tech check and they set up their pit crews. And then for the actual race, the students were expected to race for two hours. So again, when we talk about that iteration piece, it's getting constant data and feedback from how the car is performing, what's going wrong, what's going well. Uh, they transfer drivers throughout. So there's kind of that teamwork really built into the race as well. Um, I would say it was quite the sight to see. Uh, we saw car flips and car crashes. We saw uh, batteries die and kind of that those emergency mobilization of how we can get the car off the track. Um, it so it's definitely an exciting, it's <laughs> yeah. exciting time. Um, but yeah, the overall event, I would say, uh, takes about four hours, kind of set up the race itself and then the takedown. Uh, and so it was a great taste for many of our student teams to drive their cars for the first time on a racetrack. So that's also a huge learning curve too, is understanding the turns and, and how your remote control is responding to you. Um, but overall, very exciting first race and we're super excited to see it in more finality in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's really cool. They don't do the same track configuration ever. So, or, you know, maybe at some point in time, but the kids won't see the same track configuration for the, the race. And so what they kind of experience this time around will be a, a little bit different mm -hmm. uh, next time around. And Becky, I have to say, had um, sharper Mario Kart skills than I did. <laughs> um, and I was definitely crashing the poor a children's car into the walls several times. So I won't be given access again, <laughs> but it was a great experience to to get to try to do it. Um, because you watch you watch the kids and the teams um, moving the cars around and maneuvering them around the corners, and it looks really easy. And then when you try to do it yourself, there's a skill in every part of this race. There's a skill in being able to, um, you know, build the car itself, to modify the car, think innovatively about how to do that, understand how to fix it, work as a team, have somebody as a racer, have somebody as a pit crew, kind of dividing up those responsibilities and that skill set, recognizing where people are have more skills and natural abilities than other people um, helping to build up your team and ensure that everybody's performing well. And then the whole presentation of your team as well. There's that whole aspect of being able to present um, how your team is performing. And one of my favorite stories that I learned was that Nicola's family, who all went through this, this uh, process and this proposal, she shared that they were actually building a hydrogen fuel cell go-kart in their garage now. So these are you know, skills that are transferable and um, things that they're going to learn how to innovate, how to do things uh, with their hands and how to think on the fly that um, really can last them and, and translate into into real world uh, applications as well. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. No, it's super, it's super cover cool. Letter. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's super cool, like, um, because, you know, that people are kind of seeing this because a lot of what we did, you know, when we tried to develop the program, you know, um, we, we tried to build these transferable skills into the curriculum. So a lot of the awards, you know, a lot of times people think of a race and you think like, oh, there's a winner of a race, the, the car that goes the fastest. But what we kind of did is we tried to create different awards for different types of, of, of learners and different types of students. So, you know, there's a there's an award uh, not only for the car that completes the most number of laps, but 
where there's an award for the, the, the kind of team that can kind of change the hydrogen fuel in the car most quickly. So what what team kind of works best together and, and develops this kind of cohesion? Or, you know, what team uh, completes the race using the least amount of hydrogen gas? So what, how, how do you learn, you know, how can you um, 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 make your fuel cell more efficient and, and drive the car more efficiently? So yeah, this whole, the, these kind of, um, um, you know, different skills we've really tried to build into the curriculum. And it's really great to see that that uh, the kids are, are really uh, doing well at it. Yeah, Nicholas has been also shared that the best strategy isn't necessarily to go the fastest around because you want to you want you want to sustain the batteries, you know, ability to perform over a period of time, which goes counter to I think most people's um, instincts to go fast, uh, fast and furious around all of the corners and all of that, just which is a great life lesson as well. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the cars can go fast, but yeah. Before the multitude of crises that occur on race day, the blue turtle shells, the red turtle shells, the banana peels. Ben, can you can you run us through what the buildup to race day looks like for some of these schools that are participating in this? We know some of these schools have had these kits for, you know, two months, three months in the buildup to some of these races oh, yeah. that Horizon Education has had in the past. What does a kit look like? And are these like Pinewood Derby kits that a scout might have received whenever yeah. they were racing those type of cars? Kind of what's new and what what's yeah, uh, yeah, unique sure. about these kits? Yeah, well, we'll come back to the Pinewood Derby thing, too, because we're currently, yeah, we have a new uh, a program where we do have cars, which are like Pinewood Derby cars, and they can run on the Pinewood Derby track. Um, but no, this program, uh, Hydrogen Grand Prix Pro, the cars are, are one-tenth scale cars, so they're one-tenth of the size of a normal car. Um, the, the kids, the first season, they kind of get like a, a basic uh, uh, RC car and a hydrogen fuel cell. Um, and they learn to kind of put the hydrogen fuel cell in the car and drive it. And it's cool, it's like ready to race. And so the first the first season, the first time the kids do it, we give them a little bit more support. But as they go on, as they kind of develop, um, they become more and more independent. And you can kind of see, you know, the really, really advanced teams, the cars look completely different. You know, they have a, they have all these different uh, uh, systems in the car welded together and all these incredible uh, things that, you and I probably couldn't even dream of the way they do. And, and, and they really kind of start to, to yeah, go above and beyond. But yeah, the, the, in, in the beginning, the kids get, get, get a relatively quote unquote basic car and they, and they learn the kind of fundamentals of renewable energy technology, but building up to the race, it's cool. Cause you know, teachers, I mean, Nicola, the race manager, those people, they kind of see like the kid, yeah, they spend six or three, four months building these cars, tweaking it. They stay after school, you know, hours, they come in, on the weekend they kind of put in all this 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 effort to making the perfect car and then race day is kind of like the culmination of this um and and you can can really see like the, the you know the excitement the dedication and and these and and it's really uh something that yeah you know it, it, you can only really see it firsthand when when a lot of teenagers you know it's hard to motivate them especially in science class but it's really, really great to, to see um, how uh, this kind of uh, uh, hydrogen fuel cell car racing can get people involved in that way. Yeah, and, and we love to build. So I, I want to know, Ben, in the future, how is it if somebody is listening to this podcast right now, they're thinking, wow, this would be perfect for my school, or I've got a friend teaching seventh graders about tech ed right now. I'd love for them to get engaged with this programming. How can they become engaged and how can students become or start reaping the benefits of this programming yes. uh, no, it's, here it's, in it's, Illinois yeah, and abroad? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, just reach out to us, you know, horizoneducational.com. We have h2grandprix.com. Um, we have, we have our contact information there and um, yeah, reach out to us. We have a team and basically uh, uh, we're growing in the Midwest and we're really, really excited to get more schools on board. Um, and once, and once you know, we're able uh, to get the equipment to the schools, we have a professional kind of technical manager that goes through, gets the teachers all up to date, how to run a race, how to do all these things. And, uh, and we support them even after they're part of the program. The whole way through, uh, uh, we kind of give guidance to a lot of to, to the schools on how to kind of run the program. Because a lot of these things are new for teachers, too. You know, science teachers, they think, wow, hydrogen fuel cells, you know, the technology is still relatively new. Um, so, yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, and we're really excited about engaging with all of the teams from an expanded educational perspective. So Horizon Educational runs... I think really tech chats to help support the students as they work through the vehicles, if they have questions and all of that. But we're also looking at how we can we support wraparound for the schools as well and the students. So how can we do, um, you know, business um, career panels at the schools or provide additional support for the students as they think about their career paths and what that could look like. So bringing in, you know, different groups from Constellation, for instance, where we have a marketing team, we also have an engineering team. We've got, you know, folks who who do all sorts of jobs at a cool uh, clean energy company. And so providing that transparency and understanding for students around what their opportunities look like when they pursue a career um, in engineering or in STEM um, or STEAM, really, um, and the opportunities that that can afford them to work for, you know, mission-driven organizations that are looking to make an impact uh, on the community. Love that. I'd love to kind of know from each of you, um, what what does success look like, you know, with a partnership like this? Um, and I'll start with Becky, just from like, a, what have some of the students and the teachers been saying? What What's some of that feedback been looking like? And then jumping into, you know, what does success, like the goal overall from an outcome standpoint look like? Yeah, so I think for ISTC education and like that hat on as, and also like my past educator hat on, um, success is definitely not like the fastest car or the winner of the race or even winning the awards. Um, I think when we took on this partnership and when we hopped on with excitement and, and ideas, it was really about um, creating a, an experience for students to get them excited and spark a passion early in the high school classroom or after school hours um, to have them asking more questions. How do I pursue this pathway? What does this pathway look like if I were to choose to pursue it? And building confidence in our students that if they say, this is what I want, they know the opportunities that exist. They know how to get resources, whether that's attending college or apprenticeships or vocational school around kind of this technology and energy. Uh, but we want them to have that autonomy to say, I now have tools in my tool belt. I can pull them out and choose my future. And I can really create futures that resonate with my interests. Um, so I think, you know, short term success is exactly what Ben said. Like, hey, can a student team change their car battery super fast? Are they communicating with each other? Are they supporting one another? Are they encouraging? Are they iterating? Are they going through this messy process? Just like we see in our kind of more typical education programs at ISTC, it's really about the process over the product um, and the skills that they take and can apply then after 
kind of going through this. Maybe they don't do it next year. They're a senior or kind of beyond, but will they have this experience to take with them? And then again, pull back the tools from their tool belt that they've now filled and apply to other areas of their life. So I think that's uh, definitely what's exciting to see. And hopefully we see long-term when we think about success for our students. Yeah, I think that giving students kind of ownership, right, over what their futures can look like. I was literally saying this to myself, like a lot of times, um, you know, different schools and the system itself teaches students how to like essentially be prepared for a job and, you know, get the tools necessary to like get a job. But like, what does it look like to get equipped with knowing what you love and how to advance your life in a way that, you know, is aligned with that passion. Um, and I think races like this show students what's possible. So that's that's incredible to hear. Um, Colleen, would love to hear from you on that standpoint too. Yeah, more from a programmatic perspective, I think what success looks like is sustainability, growth, and impact. So sustainability long-term, we're not looking for this to kind of be a one-time program and, and have it end at that point. Um, but be able to to continue the program over time and not just continue it in a way that's, you know, the same 10 schools participating in the race, but a growth in that program, creating more momentum, more teams, more impact um, and impact in the communities as well. And then that longer term impact of these students are learning sustainable skills that drive passion and excitement about the careers that they have an opportunity to pursue and have the potential to really shape how they pursue those careers um, and where they choose to, to direct their passions and how they think about their opportunities. Um, so that's really what we think about when we think about the success of the program is, is really all of those things and having a meaningful impact on the communities where we operate and, and the, the ability to continue to develop that workforce of the future. I'm glad, Colleen, that you said growth as well, that it's not just kind of hitting the same schools, but being able to really expand who has access to this. Um, and I think one of the things that really got us excited to work with Horizon Educational was also their willingness to grow the program as a whole. Um, as Colleen mentioned earlier, that like wraparound service, and that's really what ISTC's kind of piece of the puzzle is. How do we elevate the student and teacher experience from the ground level? So while Horizon Educational doesn't have an office in Chicago or in Illinois or in the Midwest, our hope as kind of their partner nonprofit is to be able to say, what do our students continue to grasp for, whether that is a career panel, a conversation, mentorship from the companies, and hopefully be able to provide that kind of given our expertise in the field of mentorship and that kind of, again, long-term sustainable impact, making an impact in our communities in a way that's that's productive for everyone. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the primary reasons why we were so thrilled that ISTC was going to be a partner on this program uh, because of the ability to have that sustainable impact and the wraparound services that ISTC education does uh, on a daily basis. And this is just, you know, one tool in the toolbox to drive that forward. Yeah. And and that's one of the reasons why we're, we're really happy to work with ISTC is because of that local knowledge. You know, what do, what skills do, do students need in, in Illinois right now to prepare them for jobs in the, in the local community? You know, Horizon Educational, um, we work, you know, in, in Australia, we have offices in Australia, in California, in Europe, um, you know, and we, we sell our products in over 150 countries. So to kind of have a, a partner in a local community that knows how we can make an impact is really, really important for us. Um, also, you know, to kind of um, um, get, you know, understand, 
you know, how we can get kids to enjoy learning, I think is one of the big points of the program. Um, because, you know, there's one thing to, to understand uh, science equations and hydrogen energy and, and fuel cells, but it's another thing to really have a passion for it, um, like we were talking about, you know, and having that passion is something that you can't really, it's hard to get through um, um, and teach in a, in a traditional kind of curriculum. Um, so one of the things, you know, we try to, try, try to do um, with this sort of, you know, gamification or, or way of educating people through hydrogen racing is to kind of find a way to locate that passion and to, to tap into it. Um, and that's something, yeah, we, we hope, I mean, Colleen, Becky, you were at the race. I don't know if you saw, but we, we hope we kind of were able to, to, uh, to bring out in, in, in high school students. Yeah. And you just said it there, Ben, high school students. I know looking forward that that's going to be something that horizon education targets as, as the potential, workforce of tomorrow, but we also know that there's an effort to expand these opportunities to both a larger audience of diverse kiddos, but also a, a larger audience of perhaps younger kiddos as well. I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about some of Horizon Education's plans for the future. Obviously, we're so excited that you're taking it stateside, and we know that there's been an effort in California for a few years with hydrogen races like this. But you guys have been doing this work for a number of years, and the novelty is all there for us. But what does the future look like for Horizon Education? And can you talk to us about some of the plans for the future? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, so so right now, yeah, we're in Illinois, right? We're focusing on high school kids, and we have races for them. Um, one of the things that what we're trying to do is 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 get uh, kids more interested in renewable energy technology at an earlier age. Because um, a lot of times, you know, when, when, when by the time you reach 14, 15, your, your interests are already quite set. So what we're trying to do is expand uh, to kind of younger age groups. One of the things um, we're launching a new program, I think this year called uh, Horizon Grand Prix Sprint. And it's aimed at middle school uh, students. And a lot of it, like we were talking about the Pinewood Derby, uh, these cars that are hydrogen powered cars, um, but they can fit on the kind of Pinewood Derby racetrack. So, so uh, you know, Pinewood Derby is super fun. I get a, a lot of a lot of uh, students, you know, in America take part in it. And and our hope is to kind of bring that renewable energy technology education experience to kind of this 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 this, this kind of established way of racing. So yeah, kind kind of to bring you know the the, the kind of excitement of, of of racing to kind of infuse a renewable energy element to it to kind of get 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 that sort of a uh, 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 um, um, excitement and interest uh, uh, in, in students at an earlier age. So that's that's one of our, our, our plans for the future, but um, yeah. I do wanna to add too, this inaugural group of Midwest racers is mixed. So we have middle schools represented. We also have high schools represented. So at the race we just saw last week, um, there was three middle school teams representing uh, in their tiny little body forms next to kind of these 18 year old high school students and everyone was on the racetrack together. And so that's a really cool peer learning opportunity as well to see kind of that this is a continuum of, of hands-on education. The peer-to-peer -peer learning aspects, that's gonna be something that's important. That's sustainability right there. If they're able to learn from older students, that means they're gonna be able to teach younger students whenever they keep participating in this competition in the future. And it's just a virtuous cycle, which is, a cycle that we love to see created over and over. I think that that pretty much wraps up our conversation. And I am so, so thrilled that we 
potentially get to collaborate on this uh, all the way into the future. When is that next race, guys? April 29th. Uh, if I'm if I'm right, you can correct me. <laughs> Becky, I don't You're know. right. April 29th. Um, Exciting. Yeah, Prosser Academy, I think, is it? But yeah, we'll uh, we're we'll. I don't know if I'll be able to make it. I'm all the way in Europe, but I'm sure um, Becky and Colleen will be there, and it'll be a fun be a fun day. Yeah, we'll be so, we'll be making it a family affair. So we'll be bringing my my three year old, who's car obsessed, and we'll be completely enthralled in the whole experience. So we can't wait. So forget so, middle school. We'll go all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready to start. So ISTC family, you hear that April 29th, mark your calendars for the next iteration of the Horizon Hydrogen Grand Prix uh, in collaboration with Constellation Energy and ISTC. Uh, we're so excited and uh, thank you so much, each of you for joining us. We know you have busy schedules and busy lives and we're all very much looking forward to April 29th. So like I said, mark your calendars. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.